Hello and welcome to the second La 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 Let Me Explain podcast, which I'm thinking is going to be called La 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 Let's Everyone Explain. Maybe I'll take some votes on that and see how people feel. But anyway, this is podcast part two and I have two very special guests here with me today. The first one, well actually there's not first or second, there's no particular order of these people and how much I love them. But the first one is my best friend Grace. If you've read some of my blogs, you might have heard a bit about Grace Say hello. What's happening, people? Yeah. I am Grace. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Grace is my best friend and I trust everything she says. And if I am ever about to text a fuckboy or if I have made an incredible mistake, she's always the first person that I contact because she is a voice of reason. She she always puts everything in perspective for me. So the second guest that I have here today is Anthony. And Anthony is not actually in any of my blogs, although there is somebody called Anthony in my blogs. It's, I just want to clarify, it's not you. Uh, Anthony was my best friend. How old were we when we became friends? 19, 20. You reckon? Not a slightly earlier than that. Maybe eight, actually. No, eight, you know, we why? were very young. Actually. I think we were friends like during the turn of the millennium. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You're 99. Right. So yeah. So we've got a long history and uh, and is one of those people who I guess we haven't always kept in contact, but I will always forever have a lot of love for him and trust his opinions. Mm -hmm. And the reason I wanted him here today is because I guess I don't know if you'd agree with this, but you are possibly what we might call a graduated fuckboy. This was your opinion and I, I kind of see where you're coming from, so I'll accept it today. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I think you've you've <laughs> done, you've definitely done something. I think if we did a survey of people that you've dated, maybe fifty percent of them might say you were a fantastic person, and fifty percent of them might say, "Well, he done this and he done that." I go seventy thirty. Oh, okay. What good? Seventy percent would 70 say that good. you're good. Seventy good. I I've always seen you as a good person, and I think you are in, inherently a nice man. But I think you've probably had some fuckboy ways in the past. So uh, interestingly, so <clears throat> my Grace wasn't going to be a guest today. It was going to be somebody else. But uh, Grace has kindly stepped in and I'm really happy that she has. And what's happened is that when Anthony has walked in, Grace has been like, oh, I know you because you dated my friend many years ago. We're talking like 15, 16 years ago. And actually with that particular friend, Anthony, you probably weren't the greatest. Well, well you, you dispute that, don't you? I do dispute it. I, I think it's a matter of opinion. Most yeah. definitely, obviously, we all had our reasons for certain behaviours, but... But Grace, Grace remembers you from those days. <laughs> I used to throw you so much shade. I'm just glad I didn't my catch friend. it. Did you actually go up to him and yeah. say anything? I don't Hotted remember. Him up in Napa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, don't remember, I don't remember, and I don't know if that's good or a bad thing. It's probably I, I, good that I don't remember No, now, I think that's I'm a bad thing. No emotion, I'm not carrying no emotion from it, so I think that's, <laughs> a, I think that's good. It, it was a long time ago, but I distinctly remember you dated one of my friends and you being a fuckboy. Yeah. And, oh, that, cool. and that upset to me as her friend. And I, I guess one of the things we wanted to talk about today was girl code. Yeah. Is that girl code for me to back it for my friend? And Well, see, I, I think that's probably something that changes as you get older. Because me personally now, if I saw a guy out and about who had just been treating my friend really badly, I probably wouldn't say anything. However, if I went out and I saw my friend's man out with another woman... I would go up and say something. So I think that there's probably different situations that call for it. But 
Absolutely. Yeah. And through human connection, we evolve and our values change and we grow. Yeah. So can you grow out of being a fuckboy? Oh, I think you can. What do you think, Anthony? Of course you can. I mean, again, it's a matter of opinion and it, it only takes one action to be classed as a fuckboy. I'd yeah. imagine it takes one action. You need to be upset, wound up pissed off once by something that's crossed the line and all of a sudden that person's a fuckboy. So for all the time that they wasn't, I'm quite sure they can go back to not being that's true. I suppose it depends on whether they are remorseful for their actions and whether they recognise and acknowledge that what they did to that, you was a fuckboy move. That is the key. I think that's the key point. I think that's the definitive point in the whole situation. If you're, if you can acknowledge, if you acknowledge and accept, then are you really a fuckboy? Well, I think that's a good question because I think if I think you're always going to run into problems with people in relationships, and I think that what makes a fuckboy is somebody who honestly doesn't really give that much of a shit whether they're hurting the other person. I think being in a relationship with someone who makes the occasional mistake or does something to upset you and doesn't realise it was going to upset you and then apologises after, I don't think that makes them a fuckboy. I think a fuckboy is somebody who intentionally uses, abuses, manipulates, deceives, lies to, hurts yeah. and doesn't repair it at any time after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I, can, I, can, I can side with that. And I think... Um... Yeah, I think you're 100% correct there. And I think where remorse is concerned and acknowledgement, again, not so much. And it is if it's... Somebody makes a lifestyle of it, I guess, isn't it? Like, and Yeah, and there are people out there who, like who, that. Who generally do it and kind of get a level of excitement from it. Are, are you single now? Um, I'm complicated right now. That's, <laughs> that's what I am <laughs> What right does now. complicated mean? Oh, um, oh, gosh. I wouldn't even know how to, to, to start going down that road. So, it's that complicated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's you're seeing somebody, but you're not putting a label on it. You know, that makes you a fuckboy. No, no, well, no, 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 that's, that's, that's fine. Yuzok can um, take that opinion, but it's not that at all. It's so much deeper than that. It's, oh man, Yuzok are trying to put it on me and trying to force me to spill out my life. <laughs> I don't, you I don't know want what? No, you no, to say anything you're not comfortable with. No, no, it's not so much um, saying anything I'm not comfortable with. It's... Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a touchy one. It's a it's a it's a touchy one, and it's not for me being like you know a fuckboy. Like I want certain things. Do you know mm. what I mean? There are certain things I want. Do you understand? So, but at the same time, it's got to be matched, doesn't it? Mm. Sounds like there's feelings there. It's it's, it's deep. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Grace, you're single. At the I'm moment. single. How long have you been single? Um, not that long. So I recently come out of a relationship with someone who wasn't a fuckboy. He wasn't a fuckboy. He was. Um, a great guy mm. uh, just didn't work out yeah I'm raising my standards and I think it's really important that I think what happens in this day and age of dating for, for women especially I don't know if it's the same for guys constantly meeting what we would call fuck girls but I think women meet so many fuck boys that when they meet a nice guy they end up settling for them or with them because they think, oh, well, we might not be the best match. He might not be my match intellectually, but he's not a fuck but boy. Not, so yeah. let me hang on to that then. And I think we all have like an idea of what our relationship's going to be like. And I just want to hold on to that idea. I know what I want. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's about looking at what you want from a relationship, but also from a person. Yeah. As a single man who's sort of out there dating in your complex lifestyle <clears throat> do you encounter what you would call fuck girls regularly yeah yeah um i didn't know they existed but um i think what's happened in the last i don't know handful of years i think roles are kind of changing and girls are kind of using this anti-fuckboy mentality to take a certain level of power but i think they're just using it some, some are using it incorrectly 
I'd, I'd call it a certain level of protection. I, well, it's fuck good someone to hear over that before they fuck you over. That mentality, you mean? Yeah, I think um, by through meeting and having contact with fuckboys, it changes you as a person. So you have to like change your approach. I remember really liking a guy and him dropping me out. I'm I'm done up. My hair's done. My makeup's done. Oh, I got to go see my sister. Mm. she's not well and then I'm there even the next day I hope your sister and I'm genuinely believing that and then you realize it's lies Mm -hmm. and it makes you hateful yeah so you start playing a different game yeah because you can never really work it out because that came from a place of love for me to check for his sister yeah and then that's the problem isn't it then when a person who genuinely does have an ill sister you start thinking fuck your sister like you know you start start not actually believing that that their sister's ill because Yeah, it does. It does change your mentality. And I think a lot of people do do that thing where they think, well, I'm going to get hurt. So I might as well just hurt them first or be so incredibly defensive and unable to trust other people that you don't let yourself go yeah. in, in in a relationship. But I, I, I think as me and Steve-O from our first podcast, we were talking a bit about that. There was this hashtag that came out about a year or two ago. I can't remember what the hashtag was, but it was about like doing the same to them. Do you remember what it was? It was it was for a woman hashtag, which was about like fuck men over for 2017 or whatever it was. Oh, gosh. Um, and then you see a lot of memes which are about, you know, dating your girl and you can date 10 people and choose whichever one is. Yeah. I think it's an interesting topic. Um, all right. So we have been sent, as I do with my Insta lives, I ask people to um, send in topics that they want an answer to. So several people, we've got about 10 questions today uh, that people want the three of us to answer. So I'm going to start with the first one, which is sometimes the way people word questions. So if if the way it's worded confuses you, let me know because I'll I'll re-explain it. So it says, if you are asked out by a guy, is it wrong to accept if you've already been on two dates with his friend three years ago and you slept with his friend? Basically, a guy who she likes has asked her out, but what he doesn't know is that three years ago she slept with his one of his closest friends and now she doesn't know whether it's a good idea to accept the date. What does she like about him? Well, I didn't ask her that. Yeah, I but don't know. Is, is he worth it? Well, I mean, worth what? She's got no feelings for the friend who she slept with three years ago. So go out on a date with him. Well, that's what, I, what that's what I thought. But when I, because we we discussed these questions beforehand with the, well, I, I did with uh, Anthony. And uh, what's your, because he's making faces at me now. What's your opinion on this? <laughs> right, my take on it is this. You can go on a date, go on a date, but you probably best to tell him. Like, because what you've just turned around and said there is it was one of his close friends. So I'm trying to put myself in that scenario and place it to be one of my close friends. And... You're not talking about girl code and like, I suppose not even guy code. As a guy, you probably would say to your friend, oh, yeah. And if you didn't say to your friend that you'd been there with, with, with this girl previously, you'd probably say to another one of your friends that, mm. yeah, that girl is um, such and such has been with. So it's going to create a situation. So the best thing she could do beforehand is say, look, I'm all up for going on a date. Just want to let you know how many years ago this happened. Um, it is what it is now or it isn't. And that's the end of it. And then from there, he makes an informed decision and they go off into whatever it's either going to happen or it isn't. But I think it should be disclosed on a simple fact that it probably will come out somewhere along the line and then it will seem like something's being hidden. So how are you going to take it then if me and you are about to go on a date and I say to you, look, by the way, three years ago, I slept with Johnny. I, nothing came of it. I wasn't into him. 
are we still going on our date? If I'm the one who asks you on a date, yeah, I'm going on a date. I'm not going to be put off by, you know, everyone's got a past or a history. There's always something that happened before you and where, where I'd like to think we're all at the point of adult where we've all kind of lived lives before this point, so. But is that going to be a barrier to then us progressing into a relationship? Yeah, we can go on that date, but how how is it going to be in the future? Right, and me personally, I think that's going to now depend, so this is where it gets awkward, because I think this is where it now is going to depend on maybe even my friend's perception of what that situation was or how he perceives you. So in an ideal world, my friend perceives it respectfully and was like, yeah, we met, we hooked up, whatever else, and left it at that. And it was not a matter of, oh, you know what? Yeah, when we did this and we did that and she was like this and she was like that. And You don't want somebody... Like, again, if somebody's yours or, you know, you, you kind of don't want nobody else having that kind of say mm. or speech about them. So I suppose it's how... It's going to boil down to how that friend, you know, the impression you've left with the friend. So basically... And I say this word in quotation marks, you wouldn't want to date somebody who your friend thought was a slag, quotation marks. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Ba- ba- basically, I'd, I'd say that, but then... <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say that. Um, but then guys being guys, there's always a level, there's always some level of interaction that you're willing to partake in. It's just how how mm. committed to that you're going to be, I guess. And I suppose, yeah, it's going to be a lesser serious situation again depending on how how it was perceived and i think as immature as it sounds it's realistic it's it's Mm. a realistic response i don't think it's necessarily a matter of being immature i think it's just a realistic response it's it's funny because i think women feel totally differently about it like for me if i found out that a guy i was about to date had slept with a girl i knew three years ago or a close friend of mine the reason that i wouldn't want to go there is more because it would just feel weird that they know each other intimately i mean probably would go on the date as long as she was totally cool with it there was no love there between them he hadn't been horrendously terrible to her but the the thing that would weird me out about it is the fact that if we met up or whatever he'd know what her vagina looks like it's not that i'd be thinking he's a slag for having slept with one of my friends before, you know what I mean? Or that anyone's going to judge me or... It's I a think slight jealousy, women, it's, it's a slight possession, it's a slight possessiveness, isn't it? It's like, because it's not mine, you've had it too kind of thing. It's, it's I, mm. I, I get where you're coming from and I suppose all of those factors are considered, but yeah. What do you think? Uh, uh, it comes back to my first question, is like, what does she like about him? If she really thinks that he's someone worth it and they can be mature about it, Mm. then I don't think... But everything else that you've explained, that that does make sense. I um, dated someone who my friend lost her virginity to. Wow. Yes. Long, long time ago. He was at her wedding recently mm. and they're all very good friends and it's very adult and it's very mature and I dated him for a little while and I didn't feel those things that people have described. Yeah. Like it's no issue. It's like you know. Yeah, that's that's a nice scenario. That's like that's an ideal. That's an ideal situation. I'm a romantic. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's an ideal situation. You're at the wedding, so that's already moved on. Again, I suppose it depends on where people are in their lives as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it's where all parties are in their lives as to how involved anyone's going to want to be in that situation. Yeah, it's the context, isn't mm. it? Yeah, it is the context, and I think probably for this girl, the best thing, as you say, is for her to just be real about it and. Like I would probably suggest that before she accepts the date, say, yeah, this is I, what's happened. I, I don't know how you feel about it. This one's a bad idea, the fact that she's asking the question. Well, I always think that. I always think if anyone's got to the point where they're asking me something in their DMs, then that should be a big enough indicator for them yeah. that if you're already thinking on that level, shit, I need advice on this one. He may already know. 
You might already know. Like, let's 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 not rule that part out. He may already know, and mm. that may be his motivations for asking. So yeah, but best bet say it and kind of see how he reacts to it. Does what you mean? He might have heard that she's fantastic in bed, and so that's oh. And men do that. Quite possible. I wouldn't go as far as saying men do that. But again, if it's a possibility, then it's a possibility, isn't it? Do you think women do that? Do you think if somebody had heard, like, that a guy was incredibly amazing at all sex... 100%. But if you've heard that from a friend... Yep, I've heard stories. Wow. I've got a few close female friends who, um, yeah, that's 100%. Pursue people because they've heard that they're, like, legendary in bed. Yeah. Yeah. God, um, I don't, I'd have never done that because I guess I've never heard with any conviction that anyone is that great in bed. I've had a few. I've really. Have you yeah. actually done that before? Where you? No. Oh. But, but you've heard stories one. about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next question is this one. It came to me often when people send me DMs. It's so long that it makes it impossible to read it out on the Insta Live or, or in a situation like this because by the time I've finished reading out the story, everyone's sort of switched off, started thinking about what they're going to eat for dinner. So I've tried to condense this one, but I think in condensing it, I've made it a very confusing story. So you two are totally Let's welcome, as I'm saying it, to stop and say, who, what? are you? Right. So if it comes cool. across as confusing, just let me know. So... This girl was seeing a guy from October to March. It was a no-label situation, not because that's what she wanted. That was put, put on by him. So a no-label's fuckboy. He did everything with her as a couple. They were in contact every day, seeing each other a few times a week. And he went as far as to say that they were exclusive. He wasn't sleeping with anybody else, but he didn't want the, la- the boyfriend-girlfriend label And she was initially like, okay with that. But then after a couple of weeks, she felt like, oh, hang on a minute. This is not okay. We're doing everything as a couple. Why don't you want to give me that level of commitment and and give me a label? So she called it off, hoping that he would protest and say, actually, no, don't don't leave me. But he didn't. He didn't protest at all. Um, And so they stopped seeing each other. So they haven't actually physically seen each other since March, uh, but they have stayed in regular text contact. And he's often messaging her flirtatiously, asking her to hook up and things like that. As recently as like last week, he's been doing that. They haven't seen each other. And that's been upsetting her because I think she, you know, she felt something for him and she was a bit disappointed that it never became what she wanted it to become. Um, so she went to uh, go and unfollow him on Instagram and when she went to do that she noticed that they had a new mutual friend in common they never had any mutual friends in common before and she noticed they've got a new mutual friend in common and the person who they've got in common is somebody who she's been friends with since she was a child their mums were best friends they spent their whole childhood together went on holidays together and all of that They're not friends now in the sense that they would go out and do stuff together or phone each other or talk about relationships, but they, you know, they've always been friends. They maintain regular contact. Um, So she messaged a friend to say, whoa, like you're now friends on Instagram with this guy that I had something with up until March. Like what's going on? And the friend said, oh, wow, that's really weird. Like I met him on Tinder. We had our first date last night. It went really well. Um, And then a few minutes later, however long later, the best friend or the old the childhood best friend um set, returned to the conversation these two were having and said oh I just screenshot the guy the messages that we'd been having with each other you talking about him and he said it's very amicable between the two of you you know you're not seeing each other anymore it's all fine so this girl is now um is now upset with the fact that uh she the girl sent the screenshots to the guy 
but didn't give her the same kind of energy back, didn't send her the screenshots back from the guy of what he was saying about her. The best friend is also not saying that she's going to stop uh, seeing this guy. She said, apparently, I'm girl code to the max, um, but she hasn't said anything about not dating this guy any further. So my girl who's DM'd uh, is pissed off. She she feels that uh, she has the right to sort of say, don't date him. I had this thing with him up until March. Um, and also, why are you sending him screenshots and not sending me them back? And she's just generally fucked off about the whole situation, but doesn't know whether she has the right to be pissed off about it and whether she has the right to say to the friend, please stop dating him. So what do you guys think? I think she needs to be honest with her friend and tell her how she feels. Whether she has a right to be pissed off or not, she is. Yeah. And I'd say to that woman as well, you get what you tolerate. This man wasn't committing to you. He's created all this negativity and bad vibes around you where you're now beefing one of your friends because of this one man. Mm. Drop him out. Yeah. What's going on? It's a bit of an awkward one. I don't... Um, I'm kind of glad you said what you had to say there, Grace, because I think my response would have been a bit more ignorant to that. Um, I think where rights are concerned, I don't think there is a right for anything to be said. And I think this is quite similar to what we discussed on the phone previously. And it's like, okay, old friends doesn't necessarily mean still friends. Mm. So what loyalties are going to be misplaced anyway. So with regards to the screenshot, maybe she does like him back, but I think we need to look at this first and foremost. They met in completely separate circumstances, mm -hmm. right? So it's not like um, the best friend came in and it overlapped or it had anything to do with, or, you know, one one of these, at any point, the, the original girl could have not existed and the best friend would have still met the yeah. guy. Do you understand? So on that note, there's no part of her which feels obligated to not do anything else. They don't have any children. They weren't in a long-term relationship. It's a mm -hmm. situation that as much as he created it to be whatever suited him, she ended that situation and was holding up that ending. Maybe she was probably hoping for him to come correct at some point. Yeah. And probably sitting there throughout the flirtatious messages, messages thinking, yeah, you know what, he's going to come correct soon. He's, you know, mm -hmm. and there's a level of disappointment in there. And, you know, I completely get that. And you have the right to be disappointed. But to tell the other person not to see him, I think that's where you're, like, it's, 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 a, it's a tricky one there. I think mm -hmm. the moment you, you open that can of worms, you're going to create problems because it can either go one or two ways. I'm going to say, all right, cool, I'm going to listen to you or no. And if you hear the no, then you're just going to feel deflated about that. How do you come back from that situation? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's, I think that's where we're at. With This man yeah. has hurt her spirit. Mm -hmm. He's made her feel like she's not good enough. Yeah. Won't tell her that you're my girlfriend, tell anybody else you're my girlfriend. And then has continued to make her feel like she's not good enough and is dating one of her friends. Yeah. And I think the thing about that is, is for her, that's going to be an incredibly difficult situation to deal with if she wasn't able to get the girlfriend status yep. and then the best friend does. does yeah. Then that's that's that leaves you feeling, well, what was wrong with me? Why didn't he choose me? But we always have to remember in that situation, it's not about anything being wrong with you. It's when two people are a match, they're just a match. And just because we're not a match to somebody doesn't mean that we have to look inside ourselves for what's wrong with us. Um, but And I also think what you said, Anthony, about the fact that friendships... You know, like Grace and I have an active, ongoing best friend friendship. So that is completely different to somebody who I just went to school with and who I interact with on Instagram a little bit. The loyalties are in, are incredibly different. Yeah, exactly. And yes, I would expect Grace to be like, whoa, you, you, he's the guy you were seeing. And well, I didn't know that. Oh, my God, I'm definitely not going to go yeah. there after one day. But would I expect somebody who's not really in my life in that way to do that for me? Probably not. 
Um, I, I, I don't think that there is a girl, uh, there is always a girl code, but I think in this situation, it's not ungirl code of her friend to continue seeing this guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the message to, I don't think there should have been that messages in the first place. Okay, you've seen the mutual friends and the first thing you've done is said, oh, how do you know him? Mm. I mean, that there, that's, that's a red flag to me immediately. Do you know what I mean? I think even if it turned out to be innocent, I wouldn't want to know that there's that kind of, I don't know, it's, it, it's not doubt that caused that situation. I just think it's a bit too much haste. Again, they're both, they probably just need to go their separate ways and just leave it at that because he can't give her everything she wants, but she doesn't want to completely let go of yeah. her attachment to him as well. So I, th- I think the difficulty for her as well is the fact that he has, she, the girl did send the screenshots to the guy, mm. which shows me that this girl is much more interested in, in, in him guy. and his feelings and his needs than of her old friend. So, yeah, I mean, I think she's got to let go of this one. It's not going anywhere. He was never going to be the one. Maybe this is a positive thing. The fact that he is starting something new with somebody else can give her a bit of closure and make her see that this is the end and let go of hope of anything happening. It might, it, at the same time, it still might not turn into anything. He might have the exact same scenario set up with, with this new exactly. girl. So it's that. Yeah. X next. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Exactly. Bye. All right, so the next topic is quite an interesting one. There's no question surrounding it. It's more like a statement that she just gave us to discuss, which says, my friend has been with her partner for 18 years and they've only ever had anal sex so that she doesn't have to use contraception and doesn't get pregnant. So let me just, in case you are mind as mind blown as I was when I first (laughs) read this, let me just kind of clarify it in very clear terms. There is a woman and a man who have been in a relationship for 18 years years. and they have not once ever had vaginal sex, only ever anal because she doesn't want to get pregnant or use any types of contraception. She's got a deep fear of pregnancy. But like there are so many ways that you can prevent pregnancy other than having anal sex. I'm speechless. I mean, I, don't, I really don't know what to say there. Was uh, okay. What, what do you think has happened here? Do you think he just really loves anal sex and and has taken complete control of this situation well, and made her feel like it's her idea that she wants to do it because she doesn't want to get pregnant? <laughs> that is like some mad ma- manipulation. Who's, yeah, I think I think this one's an awkward one because I'd I'd want to know. Is it her who's, choice? Yeah, who's who's yeah? Who, maybe who's she loves that? anal sex. Who, who's driving that? Was it his suggestion that kind of? Um, said, you know, yeah, let's let, let's keep it this way. Or is it her through general fear? And I think, again, we did discuss this and I said, you know, it would be interesting to know culturally where this girl's from or where he's from because there are certain cultures um, and nationalities of people without, you know, naming any um, that do believe that they will carry that out until marriage because they don't want to... 18 years. I mean, I, I mean, 18 like, years. I, I get it. And and actually, um, Grace and I have I've done lots of work with um, young people around sexual health and things like that. And, and one of the things that we often found with it, young people were having anal sex before having vaginal sex, A, because of the, the fear of pregnancy, but B, because they were, they wanted to remain virgins. Um, which I've got a few, quite a few friends who are still virgins and have anal sex. And, and again, cultural exactly. Beliefs. Yeah, you were going back and to they the do, culture. Yeah, and they, they do have anal sex. And, you know, they're teenagers or young people or young adults that want to vibes with men and they enjoy that intimacy, but they still want to hold their virginity. And part of being intimate is anal sex for isn't them. It, isn't it weird that we class, I mean, like 
where I, mean, I always talk about the fact that I think virginity is like a made up thing. I don't agree because you don't lose anything when you have sex with somebody. You don't change in any way. You don't become wiser. You don't become impure. You don't gain. You're not. It's just a social construct to say you've lost your. You haven't lost anything. You've just had somebody else's genitals near your genitals. So I don't understand how it can be perceived that you could have anal sex but still be a virgin because a penis hasn't been inside your vagina. I guess in some cultures it, it is about losing your virginity is through vaginal sex. Yeah. In their mind, in their value, that's it. And I mean, not all women will like orgasm or get a lot of sexual pleasure from um, anal sex, but it, it's still that intimacy. You're yeah. naked, you're close together and you're, you've still got that intimacy with someone. I think it's more intimate. I mean, I don't, I Very mean, I, I have not had anal sex. It's not my thing, but I think lots of people do do it and really enjoy it. But I think you have to, it's, I can't imagine people who do like anal sex just going off and have, you know, if you're having a one night stand, are you going to have anal sex on a one night stand? How does that work? Like I would have kind of assumed that anal sex was something you progress to, like as your relationship is getting more intense. What I'm seeing with, um, with young people is anal sex is, become not about intimacy but it's in porn mm. and you know porn stars are called stars for a reason they're really good at what they do yeah. they can deep throat and take it up the arse and they're really <laughs> they're really fucking good at it it doesn't mean that because you watch porn that's how you're going to get down with your girl yeah yeah, I mean, I read this study the other day, actually, that was talking about the impact of porn on young people and their sex lives. And actually, I mean, they do act out. They, instead of going with what feels right and normal for your body and what you're enjoying and what's turning you on, they're, they're almost acting out and role modeling what they see what in seen. porn films. So you've got 14 year olds who are literally going into a losing your virginity situation and, and choking the girl, putting their hands around her neck and trying to slap her up and do it doggy style and whatever. And that's not how, in my view, it's not a healthy way to, to, to start sex. It's all about exploring your body, what feels good. It should be gentle and soft. And then as you progress, then perhaps you can experiment with what, what the, you know, the more complex, I think, freaky stuff. Yeah. What, what I say to young people is sex can be terrifying or it can be the most amazing experience. Yeah. And unfortunately, we all got to work that out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but I think it's, you know, it's not just young women who are being affected by that. It's, it's also yep. young men as well, because they, you know, if your first view of sex is seeing a woman having all sorts of awful stuff doing, being done to her Except and you don't enjoy high, that, yeah. but yet you still feel you have to do that in order to be perceived as, you know, good in bed. And sex isn't um, always something that we just do. It's a place that you go to in your mind. Mm. And for some people, they don't go there in their minds like that. They're gentle and they're loving. Some people um, act quite babyish during sex and actually that's, that's, how because of that intimacy mm. some people do like it a lot more rough but yeah um we need we need to learn through connecting with other people yeah. rather than watching porn well porn's very dangerous but every child has got porn in their pocket from when you've got a phone yeah you've yeah, got porn accessible. in your pocket yeah it's, it's right accessible. It's so longer the days where you had to go and uh, find a discarded magazine yeah, yeah. You know, do you know what i mean you have to go and find the, the shop stash that they've put out because they haven't sold them yeah do you know i mean it's, it's gone past that now so it's, it's, it's overly it's accessible way so that. remember people are being taught by everything other than the people they live with to be yep. fair yeah. it's just it's what it is isn't yeah. it so this 
can be seen as as a result of it, but I mean, for eighteen years, is it really a result of it? I mean, again, I need to go back to whose idea this is. If it's hers, um, I'm willing to believe it's somewhat cultural and the mentality. If it's his maybe we should question his orientation yeah see somebody said this to me i did this i did a uh insta poll or questions or something the other day and i spoke about anal sex or somebody asked why are men obsessed with anal sex and and somebody a, a bloke replied and he was like it's because they're gay but the fact of the matter is gay men don't are not attracted to bum holes they are attracted to men the the only Mm. reason that gay men have anal sex is because men don't have vaginas so they're using the, yeah, the no, only I, available I completely, hole. I, com- I, com- I completely get that. But um, again, it, it, well, it, it, does, like, it does raise the question. I mean... Yeah, for that length of time, maybe yeah. you might be thinking he's turning her around and closing his eyes and pretending that he's in the bum of his ma- right, fantasy man. Yeah, you just, you just, you just, yeah. You do don't you know, know what? Yeah. Every man I've been with has wanted to do stuff to my bum. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Lots of different things. Yeah. Anthony, have you been going around trying to do things to people? No, I can't say. I can't say. I have. I don't think they were gay. (laughs) No, they definitely weren't. No. I just want to come back to that bit about her using it as um, contraception Mm. and what you quite rightly said. I I don't know how many forms of contraception are. There's definitely over 10 that will prevent you. Yeah, Yeah. to prevent you from getting pregnant. To share with you today, my biggest fear in life, this is my biggest fear, Mm. having a baby for the wrong person. Well, that's very easy to do, I'm telling you. That is my biggest fear. And I I am so fearful of getting pregnant by someone who I don't want to be pregnant with. Yeah. So, but not to the extent where I won't have vaginal sex. No, and I think if you're, I mean, contraception is an interesting topic, really. And we could go on for a long time about it. But contraception always seems to fall in the hands of the women. Um, We have to put hormonal changing substances in our bodies to stop us getting pregnant when also the men equally don't want to be getting pregnant. And I think what should be being championed far more now is reversible vasectomies. If you don't want to get anyone pregnant, you know you don't want to get anyone pregnant now for at least a few good years, have a reversible vasectomy. You ain't getting anybody pregnant. And then when you do change your mind and want to... Correct me if I'm wrong. The vasectomy procedure is that some some you've got to be in theatre and some surgery thing. They've got to make incisions and tie off and staple and all the rest of it. Yeah. So, but why is that? Why is that any more like? Well, he's got to go through that for one hour. But we have to take a pill or an injection or an implant every day, which floods us with hormones, the side effects of which are massive. There's no side effects of a reversible vasectomy apart from not producing any sperm for a period of time that you don't want to. Well, I'm sure you still produce, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I, Maybe guess, I-, I guess the point is women hold a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And back to that woman, does she have anal sex for pleasure or because she's trying to avoid something really painful? I reckon she must like it now, like after 18 years. If she's if she doesn't like it, then I'm really that's really worrying to does not she want be a able baby? to say. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I don't think she does. <laughs> it doesn't sound like she does. But uh but yeah, I mean going back to that thing about the reversible vasectomy, you know, women can only produce one baby a year. We can only we can, we were pregnant for nine whole months. So actually the, the responsibility shouldn't be on us because you could potentially produce 365 babies a year as a man so really the onus should be on them the big point uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I you can, can produce more than 365 you could impregnate two women a day 
for a year. Twins. I think the vasectomy yeah. thing, again, I think that's a that's a steady relationship job. That's like one of those. I think for a dude to have a vasectomy, he's going to have to know that like we ain't going nowhere. This is us. Because the last thing you want is to be left in a lurch. And it's like, no, but a reversible vasectomy. untied and reconnected and stuff and make sure it's still... No, but then that pushing out produce. Like, I don't know. It's I don't the opposite know. of that. I would I would think that if you were single, there would be even more reason to do that because then you can just go out and live your life, your single life, and then when you get into a long term relationship and you're speaking about starting a family, that's when you reverse it. But I just think like, what, what's happened to responsibility? Like, just people taking responsibility. How about how about like that? Having a... anal sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the way? Of, is that the way? For, what is the way of taking responsibility for a man other than using a, a condom constantly? And you probably don't want to do that once you've been with someone for a while. It is. It's it's, it's, it's hard work, isn't it? Um, now you're starting to see yeah. why reversible vasectomy. I don't know. I've, no, no, no. no you're, you're not going to get that agreement out of me. You're not. You're not. It's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll snip your pipe there. <laughs> a little snipple on that. No, 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 no. But it's all right for me to say, okay, I'm going to take something which completely changes my hormones every single day. I, I think. Okay, so. Today, I'm just going to say, yeah. I'm just going to be ignorant and say, yeah. Do you know why? Because this reversible vasectomy is something that's probably come about in our lifetimes. All these other forms of contraception that were available to women. No, they weren't. What are you chatting about? This, oh, maybe not in our lifetimes. In around the 70s and whatever, maybe what those I'm, things What I'm trying out. to say is the, the reversible vasectomy isn't as popular. Because it's because it, it requires men to do it something. Probably, one, yeah, one is, one is not as popular. And I think maybe it's... um. I don't know, it's, 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 it's a harder process. I suppose with a, for a lady, you can go to a doctor, speak to someone for 10 minutes and say, all right, take this pack of pills, go buy your business. Dude's like, I'm not saying, yeah, you've got to put the afternoon off work for the operation, but do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I think the methods, it, there's an one's idea easier to there, carry out, isn't it? That um, the reversible vasectomy is more invasive than us putting a coil in our body. It's not. Or an implant mm. or... Um, a foreign substance, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, there's implants, an idea implants, yeah. there that it's less. Invasive. I find them all weird as well. I find them equally as weird. To be fair, I, I mean, I, I do find um, majority of these things like equally weird. So it is. It's a it's a double edged sword, really. I like, think it's definitely something that should be on the agenda for people to talk about. And when you're having contraception, uh, contraception blah, 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 conversations with a partner. I think that reversible vasectomy should not be something that you say and the man's like, whoa, no, 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 no. Because I, I think the owner should be on everybody to, to not get pregnant yeah, if you don't want to be. Reversible vasectomy sounds like a yeah. marriage move. That just sounds, that sounds like, right, we don't have any more kids, babe. Right, reversible. Yeah, reversible. Whichever way around it goes, like, I think it's a, I think it's just a long, I think that's more a long-term thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, just, I don't think we're going to agree on this one. I'm going to start a new movement. Reversible vasectomy. I think men should start the new yeah, movement. Yeah, you should start. Hashtag. Go and get one and let us know how it goes. Yeah, I don't know about and, that. Uh, and then we can report <laughs> back on it. All right, so this next question is from a man. Uh, and he says, is it okay to speak to your ex on a strictly friendly basis when you're seeing somebody new? Why'd you have to? Well, that's a good question. I think first of all, let's just let's just clarify. If you if if you have children with your ex or a mortgage that you're trying to get out of or you're in the middle of a divorce process, then there are going to be reasons, particularly children, why you might have to remain in contact with them. So if you're dating somebody who has children, then you need to expect that they should be in contact with their ex. That's just normal. You can't 
yeah. worry about that yeah, in yeah. any way, shape or form. But let's assume that we're talking about somebody, they don't have any connection with each other, they don't have any children together. Is it okay to speak to that ex when you're seeing someone new? And I think your point was right. Why do you need to? Why what do you what need is to? going on? It's, it's an awkward one because I think me as well, I'm a person, I, I, don't, I hardly lose contact with people. I'll keep in contact with people and talk to people, but... I think if you have to ask the question, it's probably it's probably an issue. I mean, are you trying to justify it for yourself or justify it for her? I mean, somebody... The way I see it, in that situation, um, inexperienced, I think there's always one party that kind of still wants... That would be willing for things to go back in it because usually a relationship ends up when one person decides they don't want whatever and leaves, yeah. which usually leaves the other person wanting or a sense of unfinishedness or whatever else. Mm. Um I think it boils down to how the, how the new partner feels. How does the new partner feel about the relationship, and how shared is that? Yeah, friend, that is that circle of friendship. But then it almost goes back to the first question: It's like, well, this person knows this person intimately, and do I really want? Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, would you automatically be uncomfortable with a guy that you're newly seeing still being in contact with uh, his ex? It's not happening. It's just no blanket <laughs> policy. <laughs> what first if of all, I need to know why. Yeah. So if, they, if they've come to me, they're like, oh, my ex texted me today, la, la, la. All right, I appreciate that honesty. Yeah. That, that's good. But if I was to then find out and it wasn't explained to me, it's just going to be fire. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I, I suppose it depends on the situation because I think if it was like, look, we dated in uni and we've maintained a friendship since and she's a really important friend to me and we stay in contact um i'm i'm probably gonna be okay with that i don't need to control every woman that my man is is friends with um there's probably a reason why they're ex and especially if it's very historical and nothing has ever happened between them since then i wouldn't necessarily feel threatened by that situation but i think if it was a recent yeah i think ex, that's the key and it's chit chat yeah, and but it does go back down to what you said at the beginning. Why? Why do they need to be? What is it? But then I suppose I I have people that I used to see, and maybe we had a friend in common. I might text them to go, "Oh my god, did you know?" Blah blahs, won the lottery or yeah. ended up in prison or whatever. Like you, you might want to have. Yeah, this. it depends on how recent relationship was. Again, I think if it was one of those ones that is historic, then yeah, of course, friendships do blossom over time. But if it's like, oh yeah, the last person I was with, we're still kind of cool. That I think that's going to be awkward until you establish your situation with your new person and yeah. again I think the new person needs to be fully aware of how recent that situation was because there's going to be a lot of reassurance required I think yeah I, I've just come out of a relationship and him and I are on good terms the day he moved his stuff out of my property I cooked him dinner mm. we, sat, we sat down had dinner had a bottle of wine took his stuff and he left it was very adult and him and I have had exchanged texts to see how each other are um moving forward into the future if I have a new partner is that still okay for me even mm. though we've you know we we had an intimate relationship for a long time we lived together um or would that cause my new partner to feel insecure mm. what are my priorities yeah and I think your new partner has got to be the priority if you see a future so. with your new partner and you just don't want to bring anything into the mix that's going to be a problem why are you making funny faces Anthony you look like you're going to fart Oh right. Is that your his, phone, his phone's ringing. I just wanted to see who it was. I'm just looking. I, just looked, I couldn't see we're, it. We're in the middle of a podcast at the no. moment, aren't we? I wasn't trying to answer it. And you've got it. women I'm, ringing I'm looking... your phone and that's more interesting I'm to you. I'm convinced it was my sister, to be fair. See, how was your sister's that? name begin with? Jay. Yeah, it was your sister. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I was going to say, see how we, quickly we got dropped out just then. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. Phones are a problem. Fuck boy central. That's <laughs> <laughs> my sister. It actually was. All right. So, and this is a question from the, from the same person, the same guy, which says, the best, what is the best way to approach your gym crush without being a weirdo? We're totally you know, <laughs> fat, that wouldn't be Layla. Well, I'm always a weirdo whenever <laughs> I try and approach anyone. I was speaking to Anthony about this the other day when I was telling him what the questions were. And his first option was, oh, well, uh, we're coming up for Christmas. Why not give her a Christmas card? <laughs> Did you genuinely think that was a good idea? Uh, right, basically what I'm saying is, you talk to her in there, you're going to make it awkward. You talk to her outside when she's leaving, you're going to make it awkward. You talk to her walking in there, you're going to make it awkward. You see her out on a Saturday night and say, oh, you go to my gym. What are you saying? You're going to make it awkward. The best thing you could do is just do something anonymous. Give her Awkwardly a Christmas card. Awkwardly walk up to her, just, give her a fucking Christmas card. Put it on the machine, you know she's going to use it. If she's got a gym crush, you know her routine, you know exactly what machine she's going to next. Put it on there. I don't go gym. I don't know how this works. You just put a little something down there and just, you know, wear Christmas. She might look at it and smile. She might look at it and go, but I think it's a terrible idea. It's a, it's a, what I'm trying to say is, I think bottom line is there's no right or wrong way to do it. And I just feel like you're going to take the plunger. You're not, I think that was the point I was trying to make. It wasn't so much it. And you know what? I think that whether the person thinks you're a weirdo or not is completely dependent on whether they're crushing on you too. Because if I had somebody who I was crushing on in the gym and he gave me a Christmas card, I would think that was the greatest thing ever. But if I, there was just some random guy in the gym who I've not got any interest in and he walks up to me with a Christmas card, I would feel all sorts of like, I might need to end my gym membership because this is fucking weird. Like, I well, think your listeners should try it out. See what happens. Yeah. Get back to us. What That's a good idea. Before he takes any form of plunge, what you need to do is, is have a contingency plan for the alternative days you can go gym. So if you have to avoid her afterwards, then... You can uh, never avoid yeah. people in the gym, you know, like yeah. once. And that's why I sometimes think it's like, it's very easy to have a gym crush because everybody looks sexy at the gym and, you know, you've got your... No, I don't. I look really sweaty and red faced. <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're kind of in that, you know, adrenaline pumping, bit more sexy mode. But there is an element of, it's a bit like seeing people from work. There is an element of shitting on your own doorstep that if things go wrong or if you shoot your shot and it's all embarrassing and awkward, then are you going to have to face this person constantly? And is it going to make going to the gym feel really shit after? What do you think? You just... Uh-huh. Yeah. Strike off. You know what? You can strike a friendship. Friendship. You can have a conversation. Like See, that's what I do. regularity in there. So, like, oh, you're right. Oh, you're back in there today. And you can kind of gauge how it's going to go from there. She's ever going to be responsive to you, like yeah. welcoming a conversation. It's just, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I think the best way to do it without being a weirdo is not sit there and stare at her. Don't make her feel uncomfortable. <laughs> this is why I don't go gym, you know, because I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've got any behaviour. In <laughs> Um, yeah, don't stare at her, don't be a weirdo and don't shoot your shot unless she's giving you really like clear indicators. And and even then, I think you should probably wait until you've started having a bit of a conversation. So it's quite easy to go up to somebody in the gym and be like, oh, are you finished with those weights? Or how long have you got left on that machine? Maybe start a conversation that way and... Just go over and say hello. I've, it, I, if someone came over and said hello to me... What, just walked up and went, Hello. <laughs> Just like that, yeah. Hello. All right. Hi. Just like that. You're right. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've just going oh, up. I'd have a chat. With I think there has to be. Was. But that's what's lost now as well. People don't conversate no more. So yeah. if, you can't, if I can't talk to you for a screen, I don't want to talk to you. And I think that's dead in itself. So yeah, go and keep it alive, bro. Go and have a yeah. word with her. Go and say, look. Uh, like I don't young. know your name, but excuse me, miss. And it get a Chris Brown, give us something. Just do, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. I'm advocating that. Do that, do that. Well, fact, yeah, speak. I don't know your name, man. Yeah, excuse yeah, me, yeah, miss. Yeah. Tell you from across the gym. Yeah, exact look, bro. Yeah, that might work. Back off the shirt. 
TTI or go over there and just so we've got <laughs> no, no don't joking. do that no, don't get any oil out no but seriously I think um, yeah I think talking's a lost art so go, yeah. on, go and have a conversation there's no yeah. harm in a conversation I agree or even to say that like yeah I, I don't know it's difficult I think for men it's difficult as well because approaching women there is a lot of room for you know people thinking that room uh, for rejection there's a lot of room for rejection. That's why people don't shoot their shot because they're scared of being hurt. But I always try and tell people that rejection is no reflection on you. You just weren't a match for that particular person. You should never feel shit if you've been rejected. Yeah. But you still do. It's very hard not to. All right. So the next question is, um, so this woman, she's nearing 40. She hasn't got any children. Her biological clock is ticking very loudly she definitely wants to have children she hasn't met the right man to do it with and her question is uh, is it morally wrong or even realistic of me to have a child without a man involved and she didn't say anything more than that i don't know if she means for ivf or um sperm donor or whether she just intends on sleeping with somebody and just not you know trying to get pregnant in whatever way but the the, the real question is it morally wrong to do it without a man or even realistic to do it without a man well, it's achievable, I think. Um, it's achievable, I think. It's definitely we, we achievable. See it, see it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We see it happening every day. But yeah, you're right. It's the circumstance under which that child's conceived. If, it, if you're going to go and, um, you know, go go through whatever treatment to have that child, fair enough. I think if you're going to have somebody that you're going to sleep with, um, I don't... Here's the issue. Is how are you going to explain it to the child? So you need to have a situation that you're going to be happy explaining to the child later on, I later th- on in life. If you go and you go and get treated and have whatever... Yeah, right. Artificial insemination, whatever. Yeah. Um, you could explain that away and say, look, gonna the bomb and bomb me my gift to the, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you've then got to turn the story to, oh, you know what? Um, I knew I wanted you and um, I didn't really care where you came from. Did you know what I mean? It's a bit. I think where she's asking if it's morally wrong, my, my perception of that is knowing that you are bringing the child into the world without a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, it, are, are, is that child always going to feel like you made the wrong choice because they never even had the opportunity to have a dad? Or I think that's where she's coming from anyway. Because otherwise, why is it, I mean, morally wrong, I guess maybe there's a lot of judgment on single mums. I, I think do your thing. If you want a baby, have a baby. Um, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Mm. I think all those things can be explained to a child. I don't have children, but I know there's something beyond me that absolutely knows that I need to be a mother one day yeah I need to do that one day and I will do that one day um I've got friends who are married with children I know friends who are single mothers it's both hard Mm. whether you do it on your own or not in my experience children who single women who have a large network around them parents aunties uncles neighbors they're absolutely fine yeah they're absolutely fine and I think that is something really important for her to consider morally I don't think you should give a shit what anybody else thinks it's your own morals and and I don't think there is anything morally wrong with having a child without a father you can end up having a child without a father I mean, my situation, yeah. you know, I, you know, I was with somebody for a long time trying for a baby and then when I got pregnant, he disappeared. So I ended up becoming a single mum unintentionally. You can never necessarily plan for that. Your partner could pass away. There is nothing inherently wrong with being a, a, a single partner. But I think that is, you're right. That is definitely something she needs to consider first is like doing it without a man 
does that mean that you're going to just be stuck 24 7 with this child have you got a big support network have you got a family who are going to help you out are you going to be able to get a break at some point because if you're not I think you need to really consider the impact because children are hard and I know you say whether people are married or single I personally don't think that children that is a two-person job 110% yes you can do it on your own um and it's fine you know you can't you can and there's many millions of success stories of people who are raised by single parents and single mums or dads um but I do think it's a two-person job uh that that's everyone's dream yeah. Okay. yeah, it just makes life a lot easier if you've got the support of somebody else. You never know what your child's needs are going to be or what your needs are going to be as you grow older and you progress, you know. I think it's good that she's asking these questions because what she'll do is start to develop that support network around her and start rehearsing those difficult conversations that she will have with her child if she does have IVF. A, a, a dad never rejected that child yeah you're never going to have that conversation you know if you have a child through IVF some single parents do have to have that conversation mm-hmm. with their child so there's always going to be difficult conversations that we have with our children yeah I also think there is something to be said for the fact that I think if if, if she knows that being a mother is incredibly important to her and she wants to have children, then she has to go about that <clears throat> in in whatever way is feasible for her, whether it's IVF or whatever. But I think there is also something to be said for the fact that if you are a woman who never has children, that's okay. And you're not inadequate in any way, shape or form. You, There is no, there should not be any expectation that you've only fulfilled life if you've had, gone on to have children. You are still leaving a legacy by all the wonderful things that you've done in the world, even if you don't leave any children behind when you die you don't have to be a mother to be an, a, a valuable woman there was yeah. i agree with that there was um, a report on the news this morning that um ivf rates um the success rate is really gone up it's become really successful that children aren't getting adopted anymore wow yeah so there's like a lot more children out there that need to where where it was unsuccessful in the past they move on to adoption mm. so there, there is loads of options out there so yeah. for a, a little child to call you mum yeah it's a lovely thing yeah. it's a lovely thing but also if you go through life and nobody's ever called you mum that's okay as well you don't it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean Absolutely. you haven't and I've got a lot of friends who are I think we're in a, a space and time at the moment where they're like I do not want children mm. I never want to be a mum and I respect women for saying that because yeah. I think there's too many women who have children they never wanted it yeah and because of the pressure of yeah like we say you're you're only a woman if you're a wife and a mother yeah when actually you can that's totally not true you do what you need to do absolutely right we've got the last uh question and i want to put a little disclaimer on this one which is what i always do when i do the insta lives I'm, i'm always very much like you know what some people send in questions and when you read them you think what the fuck are you thinking (laughs) And, and you do, you know, it, I, sometimes it happens in the comments where people are like, oh, you fucking idiot, what are you doing? And, <laughs> and I really think we need to remember that actually it's not, we have all gone through periods where we have got completely lost in somebody else and we are making idiotic dickhead moves. But that doesn't mean we're dickheads. It doesn't. Of course. You know, sometimes when you're in something, you can't get that perspective that you get when you're looking from the outside in. So, so let's not judge this person for remaining 
in this situation and understand that she is uh, a woman who's lost and, and needs a bit of help. So she said, I was punched by my partner during an argument. He was arrested and convicted of assault. I forgave him. But now I found out that he's been messaging other women since 2017 on various dating sites. I confronted him and his excuse was that he was trying to obtain cards for fraud purposes from the women on the dating sites. And also because he was bored and felt unloved by me and unwanted. I'm uh, oh, sorry, unloved by me and wanted some attention. But in 2016, I caught him texting his ex and I forgave him for that too. We have a child and we've been engaged for a year. I don't know what to do because when I'm not with him, I miss him terribly. But I don't know if I can ever trust him again. I, I don't know if she could ever trust him in the first place. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, what you said at the start of that story, uh, I've got no judgment for this woman, but that man needs to be judged. Yeah, he yeah? does. He, he is a violent criminal. Yeah. <laughs> who he, continues to be a criminal yeah. by wanting to do fraud, who is treating this woman badly. Yeah. Go, leave, run, take the kids, sell the house, just bounce. Because that, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm a man. I'm sitting there listening to this, and I think, yeah, from the first punch got thrown, I was just a bit like, okay, I can't quite relate to this now. But um, no, I don't. I don't think that's a healthy situation at all. Um, and I think I said this to you the other day. You got caught doing something. He got caught doing something, and basically, what he said is. Right, rather than admit that he got caught, basically he'd sooner confess to criminal activity and yeah. basically said, um, no, 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 I'm trying to get myself put in jail. I'd never cheat on you, but I would go jail. Yeah. Like, that's basically what he's saying. I'll punch you up and okay. I'll go jail, but I'll never cheat on you. Like, no, no. Like, just just bounce. I know it's going to be hard. Um, it's incredibly hard. And I think that's a very simplistic way of looking at, you know, just leave. And I think all of us looking at it from the outside in, our first thing is going to be like, what are you doing? First of all, he's domestically violent. He's yeah. punched you. And actually, we know it's very difficult to get convictions in yeah. cases of domestic violence. Men can do all sorts of stuff to women and vice versa. Uh, and, and the police very rarely take it any further. So he's been convicted of assault. This has obviously been quite a serious um, assault that he's that he's done. She's forgiven that um which i would always say that if somebody is punching you and is violent to you in a relationship it's highly unlikely that they're going to change even if they do extensive perpetrator programs and things like that the likelihood of them being violent to you again is very uh, real and if you have children the impact of domestic violence on children is absolutely huge. They only have to see dad punching mum once for that to have a massive impact on the rest of their lives and, and how they relate to other people. Um, but then, so not only, let's see if we can put the domestic violence to one side, we've then got the cheating since 2016, texting exes, 2017 going on various dating sites. That is also a problem. So we've got a violent fuckboy, a cheating fuckboy. And like you say, the excuse, oh, it's all right, babe, you know what? Like, uh, it's not cheating because I was just trying to defraud these women. Who's seen fraud, babe? Have you seen this all over the... Um, no. Neither no. of you have seen it. You need to, like, get, get a bit more, like, Insta, get <laughs> oh, down gosh. with the culture. There's been this thing recently, fraud, babe. It's a hashtag. Um, and basically this woman has exposed this guy... She was dating him, things were going quite well. Uh, and then they um, were supposed to be going for this night out. Uh, and 
on that night, he was like, oh, shit, I really want to come, but I've lost my bank card, something like that. I don't, I haven't looked at it recently, so I don't know the proper full ins and outs. I might be getting this a bit wrong. But anyway, he said, I've lost my bank card. I haven't got my wallet. I really want to come on this night out. I feel really bad making you spend money on me, blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, it's cool. I really want you to come. And then I think at some point in the night, she's given her his card, given him her card so that he could go and pay for drinks at the bar or whatever. No, it's gone really well. And then I don't think they ever saw each other again. A couple months later, she starts noticing these weird transactions on her card and pieces all these things together and turns out the guy that she was dating has got a girlfriend now and he's spent over a £1,000 on her card and, like, sending flowers to the new girlfriend, um, taking the girlfriend on holiday, all sorts of stuff. So he linked this girl basically for fraud purposes, which is a bit like what this boyfriend is doing. Now, whichever way you look at it, why would you want to be in a relationship with a man who does that to other women? I think you said right at the beginning, like, this woman is lost. Mm. She's lost. And I think I'd love to sit down with her and just help her find her way out. And it it will be finding her way out. And just sit down and be like, what are your values in life? Mm. And I bet she's, she says, one of my values is honesty. Yeah. And he cannot be honest. No, he can't. And that says more about him than mm-hmm. it does about her. Yeah. She's not called that. No. That is who he is. And I think the other interesting thing about this as well, he's done a really clear gaslighting um, tactic. And this is this tactic is really often used in abusive relationships where he said, he's put it back on her. Oh no, I'm talking to other women. It's your fault because I have been bored in this relationship and I've had a lack of attention and I felt unloved. So actually me cheating is not my fault. It's your fault for no. not giving me that love and attention. So, so he's... I mean, he 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 hears so many kinds of wrong. Yeah, you know, your excuse for it is is now turning it back on her that it's her fault, and also you're going to try and do fraud on other. I mean, I can't get my head around that. It's a contradiction. You're either doing it because you're feeling unloved, or you did it for fraud purposes. Yeah, like we've we've just we we basically just spoke this out, and I think we've just heard ourselves. It's it's talking rubbish. It is, and also ultimately talking rubbish. And that is no excuse. I felt unloved, so I spoke to other women. No, if you feel unloved, speak to your partner. And explain to her that you feel unloved and that you're bored and that you want attention. Don't go and seek that from other women. And if you are seeking that from other women or people or whatever, then end the bloody relationship first. It so, seems so simple. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there are no other options here. It must here. be a horrible feeling to know that your partner just does not respect you. Yeah. And th- mm. But this guy is not going to change because inherently what we know about his character is that he, they're, 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 he's a very complex, fucked up piece of shit. And he's, there's, there's no change in that kind of but person, I don't he knows what he can get away with. He knows what he can get yeah. away with. I mean, there's a lot of things in this dilemma in itself. There was a lot of, you know, a lot of bits and pieces. So, I mean... Again, going back to the wanting to talk to people and meet people for fraud, you're still going to have to meet them. You're still going to have to build a level of trust with them for the yeah. people to give you their details. So yeah. you was prepared to go through whatever level of intimacy in order to achieve that. So yeah. it's like, take as much of, you know, take as many red flags from it as you need. And you're right. I think you probably, um, yeah, Grace, you're right. She probably needs to just sit down and just have a conversation with someone and kind of just... Yeah, she needs professional support, I think, to deal with this kind of man. He's not just your average, you know... Bit of a bloke chatting yeah. to other women. This is a really nasty character. Yeah. Um, the fact that he even knows how to do fraud on people or even wants to. And yeah, there are so many reasons why she shouldn't be in this, but also many reasons why it's difficult for her to get out. They do have a child together. They're engaged, which that needs to be called off and definitely don't get into a marriage because once you've got into that, it's even harder to get out of. Um, but your child doesn't need to grow up in a situation where they are seeing you being disrespected by their father on a daily basis yeah it's 
it's a hard lesson to learn, but we all need to learn it. Mm. We cannot change other people. No. The only person who can change is you. Yeah. And she needs to make those changes. Yeah. She, she needs, needs to set her boundaries. She needs to raise her standards. She does. She yeah. does. It's an interesting question, really, because people say, you know, can somebody change? And I believe that, you know, I've worked in prisons and stuff. And I, and I don't think that if you have committed a crime, you're going to be a criminal for the rest of your life. I think that if you go to prison and you are um, rehabilitated, I think there is definitely chance for change. Um, but I think often in these type of situations where this is inherently that person's character, I think it's very hard for them to change unless they really want to. And I can't see ever, ever a guy like this sitting there and going through therapy. Yeah. I, I believe all people can change. If I they do want too. To. Let's hope that he makes those changes for that child. Yeah. Yeah. I think she needs to leave him though. I think she's going to have a, a lifetime of nightmares. She will. Yeah. She'll get there. She will get there. So that is the, the last and final question. So uh, we can call it an end to the podcast. Have you, have you two enjoyed yourself? I have actually, yeah. Have you? I didn't throw you any shade today. I know, I know, I know. And I was prepared to catch it as well. <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> he doesn't deserve shade now. As long as... I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't, I do. I we don't might get some sometimes. DMs after, like I recognise that voice. He is still a fuckboy. Yeah, come at me. If we do, we'll come do another me, podcast sis. and we can discuss those. Let me know I deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so thank you both of you thank for you. being here and for getting involved. And I'd love to do it again sometime if you two are up for it. Awesome. Definitely. Cool. Bye.